0: Chapter 17 of The Outdoor Girls at Rainbow Lake. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit us at LibriVox.org. Read by Allie Dollar. The Outdoor Girls at Rainbow Lake by Laura Lee Hope. Section 17 have you a long rope aboard miss nelson asked mr stone when they had drawn near to the burning load of hay yes you will find it in one of the after lockers answered betty as she skilfully directed the course of her boat so as to get the windward side of the barge and have you a boat hook i want to fasten it to the rope and see if i can cast it aboard the barge there is something better than that went on the little captain i have a small anchor a kedge i think my uncle amos called it fine that will be just the thing to cast where is it in the same locker with the rope uncle insisted that i carry it though we've never used it well it will come in mighty handy now declared mr kennedy as he prepared to assist his chum you girls better get in the cabin he added for there's no telling when the wind may shift and blow sparks on your dresses they're too nice to have holes burned in them and he gazed not without proper admiration at betty and her chums even in this hour of stress and no little danger he could do that we'll put on our raincoats suggested molly those little sparks from the hay won't burn them or if they do we can have a pail of water ready that's a good idea commented mr stone who was making the kedge anchor fast to the long rope have several pails ready if you can no telling how many sparks may come aboard too fast for us and we have fire extinguishers too said betty Grace. "'You know where they are in the cabin. Get them out.' "'I'll draw the water,' said Mr. Kennedy. "'I can help with that,' added Aunt Kate bravely. "'I know where the scrubbing pail is.' "'She had insisted on making it one of her duties to scrub the deck every day, "'and for this purpose she kept in readiness a pail which a rope was attached.' "'that might be dropped overboard into the lake and hauled up full. "'This was soon in use. "'Aunt Kate insisted on having several large pots and pans also filled. "'You can't have too much water at a fire,' she said practically. "'The burning hay barge was rapidly being blown down towards the boathouse. "'At the latter structure... Quite a throng of club members and others had gathered in readiness to act when the time came. In the moonlight, they could be seen getting pails and tubs of water in readiness, and one small line of hose used to water the lawn was laid. But it would be of little service against such a blaze as now enveloped the barge. Many boats were hastening to the scene whistling frantically, as though that helped Have you got a pump aboard? Someone hailed those on the gym. No, we're going to haul the barge away, answered Betty. Good idea, but don't get too close, came the warning. It's going to get pretty warm, remarked Mr. Stone. He had the anchor made fast with the rope coiled so that it would not foul as he made the cast he took his place on one of the after lockers betty's plan was to get as close to the burning craft as she could to allow the cast to be made as soon as the prongs of the anchor caught she would head her motor and out towards the middle of the lake towing the barge where it could be anchored and allowed to burn at the water's edge but what are you going to anchor it with asked mr kennedy when the last feature had been discussed that's so spoke his chum reflectively there's a heavy piece of iron under the middle board of the cabin said betty uncle amos said it was there for the ballast "'in case we wanted to use it to sail. "'But I don't see that we need it.' "'We'll use it temporarily. "'Anyhow,' for an anchor, declared Mr. Stone, "'he and his companion soon had it out "'and made fast to the other end of the rope. "'Get ready now,' warned Betty. "'When this had been done, I'm going to get as close as I can.' "'She steered her boat towards the burning barge, there came whistles of encouragement from the surrounding craft. The heat was intense, and on the suggestion of Mr. Kennedy, the motorboat stacks were kept wet. From the water in the pails, the girls felt their hands and faces grow warm. Those on the boathouse float and pier were all anxiety. The flames, blown by the wind, seemed to leap across the intervening space, as if to reach the boat shelter. There she goes, cried Mr. Stone, as he cast the anchor. It was skillfully done, and the prongs caught on some part of the barge, low enough down that the hempen strands would not burn. Mr. Stone pulled on the rope to see if it would hold. And it did. He called. Let her go, Miss Nelson. Gradually, though. Don't put too much strain on the rope at first. After you get the barge started the other way, it will be all right. Betty sent the gem ahead. The rope out over the stern, taunted, became tight. There was a heavy strain on it. Would it hold? It did. And slowly the hay barge began to move out over the lake. "'Hooray!' cried Mr. Kennedy. "'That solved the problem.' "'You girls certainly know how to do things,' said Mr. Stone admiringly. "'Cheers from those surrounding the boats seemed to emphasize the sentiment. "'There was no danger to the Yacht Club boathouse a little time later when the flames in the hay were at their height the piece of iron was dropped overboard from the gem this with the rope and the kedge anchor served to hold the barge in place where it could burn without doing any harm soon the fire began to die down and a little later it was but a smoldering mass not even interesting as a spectacle. Betty Nelson's plan had worked well, and later she received the thanks of the Yacht Club, she and her chums being elected. Honorary life members in recognition of the service they had rendered. Summer days passed, delicious, lazy summer days during which the girls motored, canoed, or rowed as they fancied, went on picnics in the woods, or on some of the islands of Rainbow Lake, or took long walks. Mr. Stone and Mr. Kennedy, sometimes one, often both, went with the girls. Occasionally Will and his friends ran out for a day or two, "'taking cruises with Betty and her chums. "'Aunt Kate remained a chaperone. "'Others who had been invited, finding it impossible to come. "'The girls' mothers made up a party and paid them a visit one day, "'being royally entertained at the time. "'Yes, you girls certainly know how to do things,' said Mr. Stone, one day after Betty had skillfully avoided a collision due to the carelessness of another skipper. I wish we could do something to get those papers for father, thought Grace. Not a trace had been found of the prints or the missing documents. It was very strange. Mr. Ford and his lawyer friends could not understand it. The interest opposed him ohem were preparing to take action it was rumored and if the papers were found this would be stopped even a detective agency that made a specialty of tracing lost articles had no success the prints and the papers seemed to have vanished into thin air one day As Betty and her chums were motoring about the lake, having gone to the store for some supplies, they saw the two boys who had been searching for their canoe. "'Did you find it?' asked Grace. "'No, not a trace of it. Too bad, too, for we saved up our money. Four dollars now.' said the taller of the two lads if you find her we'll give you that money won't we appealed his companion we sure will well if we see or hear anything of it we'll let you know promised betty poor fellows she murmured as they rode away they had made a circuit of the lake going in many coves but without success It's about time to be thinking of camp, if we're going in for that sort of thing, announced Betty one day. Shall we try it, girl? I'd like it, said Molly. We can use the boat too, can't we? Of course, replied Betty. And sleep on board? asked Grace. No, let's sleep in a tent, proposed Amy. It will be lots of fun. But the bugs and mosquitoes, not to mention frogs and snakes, came protestingly from Grace. Oh, we've done it before, and we can use our mosquito nets, said Betty. I heard of a nice tent and a well-fitted up camp over on Elm Island. We can hire for a week or so. But the ghost, the one Mr. Lag told about, asked Molly. We'll lay the ghost, laughed Betty. Seriously, I don't believe there's anything more than a fisherman's story to account for it. Still, if you girls are afraid... Afraid? They protested in chorus. Then we'll go to Elm Island, decided Betty. And they did. The camp near a Little Dock, where the gym could be tied, was well suited to their needs. Oh, we'll have a good time here, declared Betty as they took possession. But we must get plenty of supplies. Let's go over and call on mr lagg and they headed for the mainland in the motorboat end of chapter seventeen read by ally dollar